0: Hey everybody, this is Frankie from the Breakpoint Podcast. We want to thank you all for tuning in to Marcus and I discussing our love and passion for the game of tennis. Your engagement and support goes a long way to helping this podcast continue to grow. Please be sure to give us a follow, rate our podcast on our social channels, Spotify, Apple, Amazon, Google, or any other place that you get your podcasts. And on social media, Instagram at BreakpointPodcast7, Twitter at BreakpointPod7, LinkedIn, and of course, our website, podpage.com forward slash break-point-podcast. Remember to subscribe to our podcast so you're the first to know when there's a new episode drop and more people like you can find our podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Breakpoint Podcast, starring myself, Frankie, and my co-host, Marcus. And on this, ho, 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 Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa, Happy New Year, but we'll probably have another episode before New Year, so not really, episode of the Breakpoint podcast, we are going to be talking about one of the most ridiculous, and I don't even know why we're doing an episode on this topics, officiating, judging, refereeing, whatever you'd like to call it. It's all a waste of time, okay? Marcus, you and I chat about this on the side all the time, okay? Give the viewers a little insight as to the things that we are complaining about. And by we are complaining about, I mean, what am I complaining about to you on the side?
1: Well, one is that we need to get better refs and line judges in tennis. Uh, uh, two, also has a little bit to do with the rules. They got to change some rules to kind of make these lives, people's lives easier and not have to enforce these retarded things. And then three, um, lack of electronic line calling i mean 2025 could not come soon could not come faster enough so 2024 we'll probably still have to deal with a lot of this and then Grand slams is its own entity you know that's kind of its own ridiculous thing but we're gonna let that one slide frankie we've got a couple of isolated incidents here where i was like wow even as an experienced chair umpire, how could you possibly mess that one up first one that comes to mind karinovich against Mannerino at a clay court event um karinovich has a ball that Mannerino like calls good on the baseline Mannerino is like looks at the mark is like you know what it's good the trampart goes down anyway looks at it says uh it's you know i think it's out Mannerino, like do you want to call it in or out and manner like is like like just looks at him for a second like are you did you just ask me if I want to call this ball in or out? Like, that's your job. If you want to call it out, you call it out. And Manorino was like, whatever. Sure, you you, you decide. <laughs> he calls it out, and then Karinovich obviously loses it, because I would, too, if, if that happened. Um, but I feel like, like that is such a basic mistake, Frankie, that just can't happen where we've seen it a lot of times with like the bathroom breaks or the, you know, just the, um, an- another, another big one that we'll get into is the, the service clock and when the service clock starts, when do you give a, a time violation? What I sometimes have a problem with Frankie is that there's like 15 time violations, they don't call it, but then it's like five all 30 all. And then, like, right before they're about to toss it, like, time violation, Mr. Whoever?
0: I Go ahead. I know I mean, exactly what you mean, and it drives me crazy, because it's just like, dude, like, if you see that I'm about to toss it, like, just leave it alone. Like, it, it doesn't, like, you're you're actually slowing play down by calling it, so just stop it. Um, I just... There's just way too much wiggle room right now for some of these umpires and referees to involve themselves and insert themselves into matches where they just have no business being involved. And it drives me off the wall. And like y- you texted me when you wanted to do this episode and you said, like, we should to- do an episode about like talking about the officiating and the lines people and blah, blah, blah. And like my simple response to you was, like, what's the what is the topic like they should all be structurally unemployed like it uh it, it, it's just such a waste of time and i get so frustrated watching some of these tournaments that don't have automatic line calling because like being a tennis player is hard enough and to add this sort of layer onto it of like oh when should i challenge when should i not challenge is just like not actually sport like it's just a waste of mental energy (laughs) and like even John McEnroe to his credit has been calling for this to be fixed since the invention of Hawkeye he was like these guys are all way more accurate than a uh Hawkeye's way more accurate than any of these umpires any of these officials why are we even talking like we should just automate all of this And then obviously COVID happens and we sort of get this like test experiment run through and it works perfectly. And now we're reaping the benefits of it. But it's just such an infuriating thing. And I really just cannot wait until it's just all automated. Like I'm I'm so done with discussions like this because the game is not about the umpires. It's becoming more about the umpires lately for some reason. I don't know why they're just magically getting personalities, but it shouldn't be. And and it's detracting from the product that we're seeing on the field or on the court. Yeah. And the worst, you
1: know, the worst part is is that always, whenever you see these guys make it like a bad mistake, they unfortunately, they always just double down. So it, it makes them look even worse and it makes the, it just – I don't know. I always think of it from like a fan experience standpoint that like if you're going to involve yourself as an umpire, you better be sure that that actually happened. For example, if it is a, a double bounce, you know, with the racket – and by the way, they're bringing out finally VAR for that, like like tennis's version of VAR for the, the double bounce and whatnot, or, you know, foot faulting too. All this stuff just needs to be automated so that you don't have refs saying, you know what? um yeah it was kind of doubled or you know oh he looked ready or you know oh i don't know like i can't change or i've heard some of them literally say like i can't change my call now because they've already made the mistake i'm like yes you can change the call if you know you've made a blatant mistake change the call no one's going to condemn you for telling the truth and for getting it right
0: you know what the best call is marcus which one the right call just make the right decision. Like I don't understand. And it obviously, as you mentioned, happens in soccer all the time. Like just make the right call. If you've messed up the first time, fix it. Don't just double down and say, well, I already called it. It's done. Like, no, just fix it. It's not hard to do. And like people will understand and would rather see it be the right call than the wrong call. And like just sort of, Another thing that drives me crazy about the officiating is like sometimes like the players will just call in like the tournament director and the tournament director just like stands there with a walkie talkie, a suit on and just throws their hands up and is like, there's nothing I can do. And it's like, (laughs) there's definitely something you can do. Like can somebody just like actually take control here? Because it's it's like watching like a toddler in pre-K sometimes with some of the spats that the players get into with referees.
1: Yeah, no, I'm with you there. I love it when always a chair umpire calls over their supervisor and they come in with the, yeah, like you said, like the cheesy polo or whatever it is. And then they just, they just continue to make a non-decision. Just, but just, explain. No,
0: no, no, you've got to mention the walkie talkie. The walkie talkie is also extremely important. Definitely official business.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, no, definitely the walkie talkie because in case they have to go somewhere else instead of the pressing issue at the moment, um, That's kind of why I'm more interested in having former players become directors of tournaments because they do put better people in charge and they do make the right decisions like a Tommy Haas, like a James Blake who run Indian Wells and Miami respectively. That turns into a much better fan affair than have someone who... I don't know, really hasn't played professional tennis, all of a sudden Some managing idiot
0: that has no idea what they're doing and puts Casper rude, the number three player in the world on court 14 at the U S open, even though he just reached a grand slam final and will subsequently get to the grand slam final at the very tournament that he's about to play. Or when they put Yannick Sinner like at a match starting at 11 30 PM, he finishes at 2 AM and they're like, Oh, you're going to play the matinee the next day eight hours of rest and he has to just pull out yeah no we're, we're we we do not even need to get into like the idiots that run some of these tournaments
1: yeah unfortunately they you know that stuff trickles down so i feel like they're they're trying to you know make it better i mean even did you, i don't know if you saw that video at next gen where um uh, even even Muhammad Leani like forgot the the stupid rules where they have to switch like every game, or was it every four games or whatever it was in in Jeddah? I mean that was just yeah absolutely it, crazy.
0: <laughs> wait again. Un, speaking of wastes of time for a tournament, that is another one. Oh, my God. Like, and I understand, like at least when that with that one, I can grasp it more because it's like, oh, this is the next gen. It doesn't actually mean anything. Like they're just gonna experiment with stuff and play around. And like, if they find one thing that's great that should that could work on the regular tour, like that's a win, right? Like, I get it. But it just, God, it is just so frustrating. Like the scheduling is just, some of the scheduling that goes on at these tournaments is abysmal. It really is just absolutely abysmal. Yeah. I mean, it's just
1: funny because a lot of it is fixable. It really is. But they just let the, you know, the sponsors and the this and the that get in the way of what's actually best. I mean, we kind of see it going on in other leagues too, but. I feel like tennis, the players are already kind of, you know, you know what I mean? Like in other sports, Frankie, you know, if you're like a Premier League football player or, you know, NFL or even like NBA, they, they at least you could be like, all right, we're paying you like 10, 12, 15, 20, 30, 40 million dollars a year. You're going to kind of, you know, you don't really have a say unless you want that paycheck. In tennis, you're not getting a guaranteed paycheck, although the ATP is changing things that so we're going to, you know, talk about in a separate episode. But if you already have to deal with that and then on top of this weird, kind of bureaucracy with people who don't really run tennis it gets very very confusing and very very just rough for the players super quick
0: yes and marcus can see my dog now creeping up on me who would like a hug and this episode to end um but yeah i i agree i mean this is more this obviously is just sort of a microcosm of like the conversation that we've had a few times now on this podcast of like the ATP needs to just completely reform its structure and, and be a much more... The ATP should be a substantially more profitable league for both players and um, executives than it is right now. And it's really just run off of sheer incompetence, quite honestly. Um, and I, I really just... I really think that... I, I hope, at least, that the sort of changes that are coming this year... With the minimum pay structure, um, that's 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 really really good. I, I hope that that's the beginning of a new era for the tour. I hope that the next announcement that we see soon enough is the ATP and WTA merging to so just become one singular tennis body. Um, I've shared an article with Marcus. We're gonna get big news starting in January, probably around the start of the ATP uh, of the Australian Open. Excuse me. Uh, Speaking about like a tennis super league, uh, so to say, which like, listen, I get that in in soccer, football, the idea of a super league is a little bit more of a, you know, touchy topic, right? And has its downsides. But I I said it to Marcus, I said it to, to folks that have sent me it at work, tennis needs it the schedule is too complicated it's far too difficult for a regular person to follow it needs to to evolve it it just it just has to evolve and the the structure and organization as it is is a mess and 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 I hope that within the next few weeks like I said we get some news that uh, tennis has a pathway forward. Tennis has investment in it. And it makes it a much more attractive sport for uh, for young people and kids to invest their time in as a sport that you can make a living off of. And not just sort of a sport that only people who have millions of dollars in family trusts like Taylor Fritz and his family are able to. I would love to have more stories like Francis Tiafo.
1: Yeah, I mean, it should be easier for tennis to be accessible than it is for pickleball. That
0: Well, one's a sport and one's not. So
1: Right, exactly. So, Cool, folks, we're going to wrap this one up since Frankie's got to go pack and go to that sunshine down in Florida. Good for him. Speaking uh, of pickleball.
0: Oh, no, don't do it. Don't do it. It's Naples, Florida, dude. It's literally the only thing there now. It's no yeah. tennis anymore. Such a shame. All right.
1: Well, Frankie, I'm looking for a new host so if anybody wants to apply, um let Good me know. Good dealing with him. <laughs> <laughs> we'll catch you guys later. See ya.
0: See ya. Have a great holiday.